It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Happy Friday. Jay Zawoski, Greg Boyson, and Greg Braggs here with you today. We've got the Greg Braggs Bears energy behind the board, so it should be firing us up for this show today. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you smash that like button on our YouTube page. Make sure you're following the page as well. Podcasters, make sure you're subscribed, following all that good stuff. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. we got a big show for you today. As you know... February 25th, 2024, the Chicago Blackhawks will be retiring that jersey right there, number seven for Chris Chelios. And yeah, there's a lot of things to talk about here. But Greg, you were there last night, as was Mario, who's in the chat. Mario, you're off. Yeah. Go away and enjoy your time with your wife. What is wrong with you? My God. (laughs) Anyway, you were there. Let the people know, like, what was that like in that moment where Pearl Jam brings uh, Chris Chelios on stage thinking it's a tribute for Rocky Wirtz, and all of a sudden... Yeah, it was was really cool. Um, Chris was on stage Tuesday night, too, in a different fashion. Uh, Ran out to give Eddie one of his guitars wearing an Evil Knievel jacket and motorcycle (laughs) helmet, so... Sure. If Pearl Jam is on stage or the Cubs are playing baseball, Chris Chelios is there. Right. Yes. Um, And, you know, they even sold Chris Chelios T-shirts, Pearl Jam Hockey Club T-shirts with a caricature of Chelly on it, which, of course, I bought one. Uh, But, no, it was fun. They brought out uh, Chelios for the encore break, and uh, he read a little thing about Rocky Wirtz, and uh, Chelios got the fans to do the Rocky chant. Uh, and then Eddie was kind of like, well, that's not, you know, this is all great, but that's not the real reason we have you on stage. Uh, he says the Blackhawks put together this little thing and we want to show it. So up on the screens, unfortunately, where my seat was, I was parallel to the screen, so I couldn't see it. Yeah. Um, but they showed a little montage, put the stats up with Chelios, and then the banner drops. And it says, you know, the data on that and the crowd went crazy. And Chelios had no idea. So it was a big moment. And the rest of the band came on stage, uh, and they were all wearing Chelios jerseys, and they performed the song "Given the Fly," uh, all wearing the Chelly jerseys. So it was, it was really cool. And uh, as we we got to speak to uh, Chris this morning, and he's he was, said he had no idea. Um, he's he told us that he said like they originally told me that this 10:30 uh, media availability was supposed to be him meeting some season <laughs> ticket holders. Yeah, and he was like, "Why the heck are you?" Sp- 
scheduling me for this the night after a Pearl Jam concert. You should know better. But uh, but he said Eddie played dumb the whole way through. And like when he uh, Chris reached out to, to Eddie, Eddie Vedder, about doing maybe doing a tribute to Rocky. And he was like, I don't know who Rocky Wirtz is, but apparently he'd been doing his homework for like two months working with Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner uh, on putting this together. And it was a big surprise. Really cool. And I mean, I mean, if Chris Chelios wasn't cool enough, yeah, he gets to have Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam announce that they're retiring his number. I mean, the, I can't imagine a cooler a, way to huge, find out. That's a huge flex right there. That's amazing. <laughs> it's it's very cool, and uh, it was awesome to be there. We are going to share uh, Chris Chelios talked about seven and a half minutes. We'll share that video with you here in a second. Um, but before we do, we have found our new. Yeah, our new finable so resign Kaner. The, the, the elephant in the room. Guys. Everybody. Brent Seabrook will get his day. Yes. He is still under contract with the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're going to go over the criteria that the Hawks are uh, reportedly using to uh, to choose the players that will have their yes. numbers retired. Trust me, Brent Seabrook is going to join Chris Chelios up there with Dude. his own night and his right. own banner. As he deserves to be. But both of these players will be honored for their they will be the number will be retired for both. It's gonna be Chelios's night first because A Chelios played before Seabrook. He meets the criteria. Yes. And this might be a hot take to some to some of the fans that didn't jump on until the late two thousands. Chris Chelios was a better hockey player than Brent Seabrook, and I'm not slamming Brent of Seabrook. Of course, there's no Chelios doubt about was it. better. When Brent Seabrook debuted, you know what my first thing was? Who's this guy wearing Chris Chelios' yeah. number? Yes. I love Brent Seabrook, and he deserves it. Yes. So much so that they both deserve their own night to Absolutely. be in the spotlight. Yes, when they retired three for Keith Magnuson and Pierre Pilate, they did it together. Also, Keith Magnuson wasn't available to be there, so that took a little bit away from that, too. But these two guys are going to get their own night. So yes. we'll, we'll go through the criteria here in a couple minutes, but Siebes will have his night, and it will be his night. He doesn't have to share it with Chris Chelios. He shouldn't have to. He'll be able to come and share it with all the guys from the Cup team will be there, just like this game against Detroit, and of course it's against Detroit. I love that. Uh, it's going to be like I'm going to be fanboying the whole night. Because it's oh, going to yeah. be Jeremy Roenick there, Gary Suter there, Mike Keenan might be there, you know, uh, Steve, Steve Warmer, Warmer yep. uh, Dennis Savard, Amante. Amante, you know, Steve Smith, all those guys, Ed Belfour is going to be there. So it's going to be like my like 12-year-old room with all the posters and pictures yes. of Hawks guys. They're all going to be there, and I'm just going to be like... It's going to be the Chris Farley show for Yes, tonight. exactly. It's, and I can't it's wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so much fun. And Chelios deserves that. And then in two or three years from now, Brent Seabrook deserves yes. the same thing with all of his former teammates and coaches. 100%. It's going to happen, it's guys. It's going we, to happen. It's okay. There's no, like, what is, like, do you really think the Hawks are going to come out and say, we're retiring number seven? And just like, did they, you think they just forgot about Brent Seabrook wearing number seven? Of course he's going to get his number retired, and it bothers me that this happens last night where they announced an all-time Blackhawks great, a Chicago native. Yeah. Like, like all, the, all the things that Chicago fans supposedly love, and the first thought out of people's mouths is, what about Seebs? Critically think here, folks. Yeah. 
Of course it's going to be both. Chris Chelios deserves his own night. Just as Duncan Keith will get his own night, and Jonathan Taze will get his own night, and Patrick Kane will get his own night, and Marion Hosa got his own night. And these are, and these are numbers they'll never be able to wear again? Yes. Correct. Seven was done. You can never wear number seven. How many again. numbers do they already have retired? Not one, that many. One is retired. Three is retired for two players. Uh, nine, 18, 21, 21, 35, 35 and 81. That's impressive. You just ripped that off because yeah, well, the those bear are my roulette numbers. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Because the bears have reached their limit. Yeah. The Chicago bears have reached their limit of retired numbers. The Hawks, so they can't, you know, being an original six franchise, they're almost a hundred years in the league. They've been, they've kind of like saved it for like the all time greats as it should be. Um, you know, but they're going to start running out of numbers if you start yeah. retiring everybody from those cup teams. So you really have – that's why they, they released this criteria to kind of Because be you like, guys are blowing my mind again. Like with you, when you did and you said Duncan Keith was better than mm-hmm. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, now you're doing it again with Brent Seabrook and everyone in the chat saying 100% Brent Seabrook should be retired. He, I watched those Blackhawks years. Yeah. It would have never occurred to me that he was in that – in that level, he 100%. To be. Yes. He deserves to be. Not just for what he did on the ice, but he was one of the most revered Blackhawks of all time. Like, p- people will tell you, yeah, Jonathan Taze was the captain of those teams, but Brent Seabrook was the leader. He was the guy that when someone needed to kick over a garbage can in the locker room or grab a guy and shake a guy and say, hey, get your head out of your yeah. ass. He was the guy to do that. I mean, he did it in front of everybody with Jonathan Taves in the penalty box in Detroit. Yep. Did it for the whole world to see. So, um, you know, the, the Seabrook deserves it, and he'll get it, just not now. And why retire all these guys in the same years? Spread it out. Yeah. They're good PR nights. They're good marketing days, and, and it's good to have those guys come back. It gets the fans, older fans interested again. You don't need to do it. You know, you don't need to do five a year. Right. Okay, before we get to <laughs> yeah, wow, before, we got $100 yeah, before chat. we get to that, we got a huge <laughs> super chat. That here. is our biggest super chat ever. Uh, We're not you, the Bears did, did show. Did you do that on purpose? Is Duke, yeah. This, is that this, a fat <laughs> finger? Did, did Duke, <laughs> Duke you're, on the, you're on notice right now. Yeah. Steve uh, Bielat. Wow. Steven says, as a third-generation Hawks fan, I really want to thank the three of you as well as the rest of CHGO. You've made this changing of the guard really easy to take. Keep up the great work. Thank you, we Stephen. That's that. that's, that's awesome. awesome. Even without the hundred dollars, those are kind I'm of. I'll leave that up there. For yeah, a it's minute. wonderful. That's, that's uh, most impressive. Awesome stuff. Thank you. Appreciate the uh, the awesome super chat there and the kind words. It's it's what we're trying to do here. Absolutely. And by the way, happy two year anniversary to our friends at PHNX. Yep. All right. Before you hear from Chris Chelios, a couple things. Pay attention. This is important stuff. Because of the date being announced yesterday, we are ready to announce the dates for our Blackhawks takeovers. And guess what, friends? Before we knew that Chris Jelios was having his number retired on February 25th, we here at CHGO Blackhawks reserved that date mm-hmm. as the second of our United Center takeovers. Yep. So if you want to go to the Chris Chelios jersey retirement game, you can get they your will tickets be, from us. Get your tickets from us. They'll be available on Monday. Yep. Monday they go on sale. You'll be able to buy the tickets on Monday. The other game is Saturday, November 4th versus Florida. So Saturday, November 4th, Sunday, February 25th. Those are our two takeovers. But if you want to get into the Chelios game, 
Wait till Monday. Do it through our link. Join us. Hang out with us. Maybe Chelly comes and visits this section. Last time we had a takeover, Danny Wirtz came by and hung out for a while. So hold tight. You'll have your chance to get tickets on Monday. Don't you all- go to the secondary market. Yes. Get them through so us. Not only are you going to get tickets to the game, but there'll be, there'll be a pregame party. Um Likely at the Goose Island Pub again at the United Center. That was just very convenient. Yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a T-shirt merch, some sort of merch that goes along with it, as they do for all of our takeovers. So if you're already thinking like I got to get tickets to that game, don't go run out yet. Wait till Monday, and if you're a diehard, you're gonna save money. Hey, if you want to go to both both games. Um, and you're not a diehard yet, become a diehard, and the money you save on those two tickets is going to pay for your membership right there. Plus, you're going to get a free shirt and all the other perks. Yeah. So uh, diehards also, get the discount. Um, also, if you buy, from what I understand, if you buy both games, November 4th and February 25th, you'll get a discount for buying both. Yes. So keep your eye out. We'll tell you on Monday. We're probably going to launch... The tickets for sale and 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 uh, to go parallel to when we start the show, so make sure. Also on Monday or next week, we are going to very likely have a special guest on the show Monday as it pertains to the things we're talking about. Yes. And remember, we also have a big show planned for Tuesday. So exciting, um, exciting week next week. Yes. Uh, and today we had so we had, before we get to Chelly, we got to see the man himself in person. Yes. We got to see Connor Bedard on the ice. Yeah, they had with his a, line mate Artem Anisimov, and who else was he out there uh, with? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he was on the ice at yes, fifth thirty today was, with a bunch some, of hawks. There were some hawks and former hawks, pretty much just playing like a beer beer league game yeah. out there, just getting warmed up. It was kind of fun. We stuck around and watched a little bit. Uh, yeah, we saw JT Comfer in his Red Wings gear. Yeah. We saw Vinny Henestroza in his Penguins gear. Yeah. And Artem Anisimov in his, like, Swedish league gear yeah. and, or our Swiss league KHL jersey with his uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms uh, socks on. It was fun. It was, it was cool. A lot of the uh, young players were there. Kevin Korchinski, Ethan Dermastro, Nolan Allen. Uh, right, A lot of the guys are going to be taking part of the prospect practices and tournament next week. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and our, the, see, now Dale owes us a dollar. Chelly deserves it, but I'm sorry, there needs to be a Seabrook co-retirement. There will be. Yes, he will get his own day. Everybody, rewind and watch the first five <laughs> minutes of the show and join us later. It's going to happen. It's Relax. going to happen. It's Relax. going to happen. The outright some. I mean, diehard sports fans. Obviously, we're we're diehards. We were diehard sports fans. We're diehard sports fans here. They get upset over the silliest stuff sometimes. Yeah. It's going to happen. I love Dale. Dale's a good dude. Yes. I'm just telling you, don't panic. He's going to get his own day. Yep. I I, I actually like it better this way that each guy gets his own night as opposed to cramming two ceremonies into a half an hour. Let each guy get their own big day. I was at the joined retired number for Fergie Jenkins and Greg Maddox, and we were sitting like seven rows behind on plate, me and my buddy. And uh, there were two open seats and then these two ladies sitting to the left of us. And my buddy kept talking to him. I'm like, hey, uh, I think the two open seats are going to be their husbands coming over here. How about you lay off? Sure enough, Randy Hundley and Jody Davis, the catchers for both those pitchers, came and sat next to us for the whole game. I love Jody Davis, one of my (laughs) all-time favorite players from my youth. 
I liked Randy Huntley until his son Todd became a cub. Ooh, <laughs> let's forget about that. Let's forget that that happened. All right, let's. Why don't we hear from the man himself? Uh, Chris Chelios met the media today. Dale gave us two dollars for mentioning that Seabrook needs a night. Thank you, Dale. Um, all right, let's hear from uh, from the tan one himself, Chris Chelios. This was this morning at Fifth Third Arena. Here he is, number seven, Chris Chelios. Yeah, any sleep? <laughs> Felt the sound of my voice. Not really. It was worth it. So, no, big night, obviously. Crazy. Um, no idea what was coming. And I've actually talked to Eddie about you know, doing something for Rocky Words. Um, and he acted like he didn't even know who Rocky was. And he'd been doing the homework for, for months ahead of time uh, to prepare for that whole thing. But it was, it was shocking, quite honestly. As time had gone by after your career, did you think maybe this is something that wasn't going to happen for you? Honestly, that's when I did think about it. And I thought, you know, maybe I just didn't play anywhere long enough. You know, obviously my career was 26 years, 27 years, but I just felt like I didn't play anywhere long enough to establish it, you know, that, you know, to to get this this accomplishment. So, uh, and and the fact that it happened in my hometown makes it all that much more special. I even, not to downplay the Hall of Fame at all, but um, I had a hundred people up there and I can't imagine now I'm going to get to have all my friends and family and coaches and teammates at this. So it's, I'm looking forward to everything except the speech uh, that day. But it's, I can't thank the Wirtz family enough, Rocky, Bill Wirtz, and you know what they've meant to me and my family. And, and now to get this is going to be something real special. You mentioned former teammates in Chicago. Are there any Blackhawks teammates that you think about at a moment like this that really stood out, either having an impact on you off the ice or playing with them? Um, you know, the first guys that come to mind were Jeremy, Eddie Belfort, Tony Monte, and, and I got along with everybody to see Mark Bell last night. And then it's never happened to me before in my life, but my phone by one in the morning, I had over 200 texts and uh, that's overwhelming for me. And I just quit. I was trying to keep up and, I, and uh, old teammates, Mike Keenan, you know, old coaches, and I'm sure it's going to continue throughout the day. Uh, but it, it means a lot to me. It really does. And I've always said friends and family, then teammates. And and uh, I've had all support my whole career. And that was kind of my legacy of what kind of teammate I was with them. And treated everybody the same. And, and now it's coming back to I got the reward, the ultimate reward. Um, as a Chicago native, you wore the box uniform. And now when you go into the UC, you're going to see your, your number in the racket. What does that mean to you? Not my wildest dreams uh, would have ever thought. I, my dream wasn't to play in the NHL. So to the fact that I made it and then, you know, what happened throughout my career and what I accomplished uh, with the Cups and individual stuff. And uh, but again, my hometown and seeing my childhood heroes, Magnuson, you know, Hull, Makita, Esposito, uh, a little bit too young for Glenn Hull. But uh, yeah, it's... You know, I'm not going to say I don't think anybody from Evergreen Park's ever going to accomplish what I've done, but I hope they do. Um, but it, from where I came from, I look back; it's you know, it's pretty amazing. What you know, I, I think back, this this should have never happened, and it did. It's got to be special too, being welcomed back to the organization a few years ago, and now with Kaylee with the organization. Um, I'd imagine, like you said earlier, being now this solidifies you as a Blackhawk. There's no no question beyond. Yeah. Detroit, Chicago, Montreal, and Chicago for sure, right? Yeah, and although I played for those other teams, um, which I, you know, I said can't thank them enough, also, but I never stopped being a Chicago Blackhawk fan. When they won the cups, I was a fan. 
those three guys, and, and I lived it just like a fan and uh, went to the parades. So I never stopped being a Blackhawk fan you know, throughout my career, even though I was with the enemy, the, the big enemy, the, the Wings at one time, which was could have been a disaster for me because Chicago disowned me for a little bit and, and Detroit didn't accept me till I won that cup as part of their family with them. So, um, but, but I, I, I keep harping on it. It means the world to me to be able to work with Kaylee now. And, and I always knew I was gonna come back, take care of my mom and, and my kids are all here. So uh, it was just a matter of when and you know, Rocky Wirtz and John McDonough and you know, the, the, the Blackhawk family you know, made it happen. And I, it couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better you know, way to go out. Did you smile a little bit when you saw that it's gonna happen? Just happens the Red Wings are in town when that uh, when the banner. I up. warned Rocky and John McDonough that it's too early and that's probably the wrong team to do it. And within minutes, I was getting booed off the ice. And it actually was funny that what the reaction Rocky made when I said let bygones be bygones. And I ran into Rocky in the Sonia Henning room. I've never seen him laugh so hard and he was crying about it. But uh, again, it all worked out. Uh, felt bad at the moment because my kids. I think my daughter Tara. I uh, started crying. Uh, my dad was angry. I watched him. He just said he wanted to kill everybody. But like I said, it worked out. There was a, a lot of fun. Um, was there like any message from a former teammate or a family member that you received after the announcement that like really like stuck out to you or made you, you know really like wow this is like happening? I think Mike Keenan. You know, like, I've kept in touch with Mike over the years, and, and you know those were the glory years for me. We you know came up short in '91, '92 against Pittsburgh, but you know. We won and we were competitive and you know the stadium was rocking and, and, and so my coaches like this they gave me the opportunity my whole career and mike you know he made the trade basically and talked you know mr words and employee and, and getting rid of savvy which you know he was a crowd favorite and a hero here and and then for savvy to come back and i got to play with him which was pretty special too but you know mike keenan he you know he, he showed a lot of confidence in me and uh he, he he was, I loved him, and he was the one guy that the minute he texted was pretty touching. So you're up on stage with Eddie and the video is playing. At what point did you realize it was a jersey retirement? Was it when that banner came down in the video, or was it a little bit before then? It was about 20 seconds of it, but he, he kind of whispered to me, he goes, hey, come over here and look at the monitor. So I really honestly thought it was a tribute for Rocky. That's all I, and Eddie played so dumb two days ago, he said he'd never heard of Rocky. and. And meanwhile, I, I announced to me, I found out he's been doing this, working on it for two months with Jamie and, and Danny. And uh, and I kind of looked up, I go, that's not a tribute to Rocky. And then I kind of, I, I put, I go, I think I know what's happening here. And then I just was in shock, like almost like a blackout type thing. And I just wanted to get off the stage like, at that moment. But he made it special and, you know, the whole band, you know, they've been a part of my life personally since 95 and you know even before that you know when, when I followed Pearl Jam but then did actually become friends with them and and Eddie's a special person I think everybody realizes that at this point and he truly loves Chicago and and uh his heart's here and, and, and I couldn't ask for a better friend and to have it done that way like nobody's ever had that done like that I don't care that was special how was the concert <laughs> I've never been to a bad Pearl Jam concert in my life and <laughs> Uh, again, you could tell he puts a little extra oomph into it, you know, when he's at home in Chicago. And now, I, you know, he announced he's going to be at Wrigley next year. So uh, the fans love him. They support him. 
I've heard that story about him going to his old neighborhood in Evanston the other day, which is amazing. And then, you know, brings that family to the show and puts them in front row. That's, you know, that's the kind of things he does. He touches a lot of people's lives and he never says no to anybody, which is pretty amazing. the fifth third arena cool to be there you could tell uh he started getting emotional a couple times uh during that uh talk and he, i he, i really do think this caught him off guard he had no idea and he said it there like he had sort of thought well you know maybe i wasn't here long enough or in detroit long enough or whatever and i'll probably just never have my number retired and for them to reveal it to him in that way was just awesome awesome i mean think about like the if like for us to launch like uh, uh our takeovers it's like a five-person job to like get all the logistics together. How about coordinating with Pearl Jam, all their you know tour managers, uh, you know their video production crew, like coordinating getting Chris on stage, having him somehow not find out about it, keeping this completely under wraps until last night. They just did a great job, and how special for Chris to have that happen in that atmosphere to immediately get the reaction of the fans. Yeah. Um, just very, very cool. They, they absolutely knocked it out of the park. And uh, this is really the first uh, Danny slash Jamie exclusive thing, even though it was Rocky that wanted to do this. I'm interested to see what other creative ways they have, because now the bar has been raised for these guys. Like, how are you going to tell Taves? How are you going to tell yeah. Kane? You know, <laughs> for sure. You, you kind of paint yourself in a corner like, oh, now we have to do this or better for everybody. It's kind of like, uh, you know, the trend that's gone on on social media the last few years for like the NFL teams announcing their schedule. Like one team did something super yeah, creative. Now right. everybody's got to top that. So. Uh, yeah, it, it'll be fun to see how they uh, they do uh, how they handle some of these other ones coming down the line. And uh, on the other side of our read, we'll get into the uh, reported. Uh, let's see, uh, it's a, uh, Lebowski says this is the equivalent of Jerry Garcia telling Bill Walton on stage <laughs> at a dead show that his numbers being retired by the. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's spot on. That's that, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Head of the hammer, meat nail. That's it right there. Um, yeah, we'll get into that reported criteria of how they select that right after we tell you about our good friends over at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. And if you're not doing anything tomorrow, you should go visit Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake because tomorrow, Saturday, 9-9 is their grand reopening. Get your ducks in a row and flock in September 9th and celebrate their Get Ducked event Ducked with a D. Yep. Win free prizes and your chance to win $1,000. Who doesn't want free prizes and $1,000? Plus, during Jeep Adventure Days, get employee pricing on all new 2023 Jeep Gladiator models. Not Gleep. Jeep Gladiator models. The grand reopening of Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake is only on September 9th. But the savings are all month long. So go visit them tomorrow. And if you can't make it tomorrow, but you want a new Jeep, well, go check them out and you'll get those savings at our new friends at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Do that and then get stocked up for the football season ahead at FOCO. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between as baseball season winds down and football season uh, ramps up and hockey season ramps up. You're going to want to turn in those Aloha hats and those straw uh, Aloha shirts, those straw hats for the hoodies 
for the uh, the overalls we saw, Emma and uh, Sarah rocking yesterday during the show. Tons of great stuff at FOCO, including a lot of the stuff on our set. Not that jersey. That's mine. That's signed on the front, by the way. I got that as a gift from my uncle when I was in uh, maybe high school. I don't remember exactly when, but uh, get decked out at FOCO. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use that promo code CHGO for 10% 10% off. Again, that is foco.com, F-O-C-O. And if you missed it earlier, uh, we want to remind everybody that Monday tickets go on sale for both of our CHGO Blackhawks takeovers, November 4th versus Florida, and most importantly, February 25th versus Detroit as they raise number seven to the rafters for Chris Chelio. So as the story came out last night, you started seeing reports of this newly established criteria that the Blackhawks are reportedly using to determine who will get their jerseys retired. So I, I guess you'd call them like maybe an organizational standards or something like that. So as they go through the process of determining, they say, okay, do they meet X number of these criteria? And I think this is a good idea because it really puts something in place that helps them with the, with the thing. And also as Mario Tirabasi did last night at 3 a.m. for some reason, <laughs> crunched the numbers, and, and he gave us all the names that, that check the boxes here. So we'll tell you the criteria, and then we'll tell you the names that Mario found. Uh, a couple of these things here. Again, these are the reported organizational standards the Hawks are using uh, for jersey retirement. Player must be retired for at least three years, not including long-term injury reserve. And what I don't know is, are these... I don't think you have to check every single one of these boxes. Right. But several of them. Yeah, probably the statistical stuff for sure. Yeah. Uh, next one. Minimum of eight years and 500 games played. 400 for goaltenders with the Hawks. Okay. Is enshrined in the Hockey Hall of Fame or has played 1,000 games, 700 games for a goalie with the Blackhawks. Okay. Played more games with the Blackhawks than any other team during his NHL career. Chelios checks that box. Actually, all these are checked so far uh, by Chelios. Among the most prolific Blackhawks at his position, as evidenced by on-ice performance, all-star selections, and major NHL awards. Salute. Check. That is Chris Chelios. Exhibited and continues to exhibit strong off-ice character. That is Chris Chelios. Changed the game of hockey. That is Chris Chelios. Additional consideration given for members of Stanley Cup winning teams in Chicago. Not Chris Jelios. Uh, additional criteria, uh, a consideration given for the entire body of work done by a player for the Blackhawks organization, including time as a broadcaster, ambassador, and the like. Chris Jelios would check that box too. So he checks basically all of them except for winning the Stanley Cup. And those last two leave a little bit of flexibility in there for the Hawks. Mm -hmm. And I think as we go through the list of names that are eligible based on this list, you could see where that flexibility might come in handy. So here's what Mario pulled last night. Again, this was at um, 4.35 a.m. on his uh, anniversary after a Pearl Jam show. Dedicated. Must be nice to be young. Uh, too. Here are the players eligible uh, pulled by our Mario Tirabasi. Jeremy Roenick. Steve Larmer. Tony Amante, Nicholas Jalmerson, Patrick Sharp, Troy Murray, Bob Murray, Dennis Hull, Doug Wilson, Corey Crawford, Eddie Belfour, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook. I think those last one, two, three, four, Taves, Kane, Keith, Seabrook are in for sure. Yes. 
I think that eventually Larmer is going to get in. And I think with Chelios going in, I think Belfort has a really strong argument too. Yeah. And you, you, um, yeah, with Belfort, you know, the goalie numbers, you know, they don't get worn a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, Roenick, they may, might have to wait till Lucas Reichel <laughs> retires. I mean, they don't really, you, you tend to not retire guys' numbers when somebody currently is wearing it. It happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could have a, what was that? Uh, Ray Bork wore seven his first year. Yeah. And then they retired it for Phil Esposito and he switched to 77, but he had that ceremony where he took off the seven and that, that was cool. So that is cool. Um, maybe Lucas Reichel can do that for Jeremy Roenick. Maybe. Um, but, you know, there was one of those criteria that uh, JR might have some trouble meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I don't, I hate to put like Roenick's off ice stuff in the, like up against Bobby Hull's off ice stuff. Right. It's totally different. He has got a big mouth. He doesn't have a filter. He right. crosses the line sometimes. And it doesn't make you a bad person. Yes, it makes him a guy with not great judgment. Right. And um, we've, we've all been guilty of that. Of course. Many points of our lives. Yes. Um, but then you get into the territory, too, of, okay, like a lot of these guys are worthy based on this criteria. But then the question is, if you retire too many, does it lose value? I think it does. I think so, too. I think it needs to be – I think they've done it right in the history. Like, as you were amazed at how few there were brags, that makes it even more special. If you only got six guys up there, seven guys, and you get to join that – you have joined the Mount Olympus, not even Mount Rushmore, you know, above Mount Rushmore. You have joined the elite of elite, and that's what it should be. Yeah. It shouldn't be guys that – we're really good players on championship teams. It needs to be guys that define that position. And listen, we're still talking about Stan Makita and, yep. and Bobby Hall decades after they have played. Are people still going to be talking about Patrick Sharp in the year 2040? No. We barely talk about Tony Amante right now. No. So while they were very good players and part of the best players you know, on the team while they played, they're not legends. The, the retirement should be for the... I mean, you're literally saying, you were so freaking good, we will never allow anybody to possibly tarnish that number by wearing it again. Now, I'm assuming they're just like the we said earlier, the Bears have reached their limit. Is there a limit in hockey that I they've actually had, have a number to? I'm sure, but if there is, the Montreal Canadiens have probably hit that. <laughs> well... So Lebowski 5 says the Bears have like 45 numbers retired. It doesn't diminish it at all. The Bears actually have 14 retired. We have the mayor, the king of Meatball Island here with us. <laughs> Can you tell me the 14 retired numbers? That well, the Bears I know have? one of them's Ed Sprinkle. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Like, but can you like off the top of your head? No, hell no. Who the hell that's is why Ed I was. Sprinkle? That's why I was so impressed when you ripped those off. Because no, I you're couldn't. You're proving our point, right? The fact that the biggest Bears fan I know, the biggest Bears meatball I know, can't tell you the 14 guys that are retired by the Bears means that those number retirements don't have the meaning they have at the United Center. How about Wrigley Field, where it's 31 for Fergie and for Maddox, it's 23 for Sandberg, yep. 10 for Santo, and 14 for Banks, and that's it. Well, let's let's keep it to the United Center, because when I when you go there and you look up in the rafters, it's Jordan, there's four numbers. Pippen. And, you, and I don't forget those, and I'm a bigger Bears guy yes. than I'm a Bulls guy. But the you more know you add, the less meaningful the number of retirement becomes, which 
takes me back to the Marion Hosa thing. I'm not saying that Hosa should not have had his number retired. By no means am I saying that. However, retiring retiring that movie <laughs> number, I don't know if I said movie, retiring that number opens up a lot of possibilities for other guys to sneak in. Because, yeah, Hosa was great, an absolute legend. But you could argue his best individual years were not in Chicago. True. Right? Like, his best years as a player, statistically, were at Ottawa, were Atlanta. He came to Chicago as a more complete player, I would argue. Yes. Right? And learned a ton from Pavel Datsuk, who he credits kind of the second half of his career for. But I think the more you do here, the less value it has. So, for me... If you're asking me right now, who's getting their number retired from here on out? Seabrook, Keith, Taves, Kane. That's it. Well, and to your, and the other thing is not only does it water it down, but now you open up the possibility once you reach your limit, if there is one, that players in the future can't get their jersey retired. Brian Urlacher and Devin Hester can't get their jerseys retired. Right. That's insane to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point because you yeah, unretire Ed Sprinkle. Oh, that's what I said, and that's been a thing I've been saying for a while. It's time to I've unretire like five before. of those names. They've had their time. They've yeah. been retired since like the thirties. Time has forgotten poor yes. Ed Sprinkle. I mean, you got to honor. I'm going to remember yeah. him now only because of this conversation. Well, I think part of the reason though for retiring those numbers, and I know as a kid growing up a Hawks fan. And I think the Bears are at a disadvantage because they can't hang a banner. It's an open-air stadium. But as a kid, I would look up and say, who are those guys? And that's how I would learn about the history of the team. Don't the Bears have the numbers, like, maybe on, like, the sideline pads, right? Isn't that where you see the kind of – and they're just kind of smattered throughout? Right. There's no real, like, place where Definitive you can see them place. all. Yes. And especially in a hockey or basketball arena – it's hanging there all the time, the entire game. So you almost are focused on it indirectly. So that's an advantage that those two sports have. With the Cubs, they've got them flying on the flag on the foul pole, and they've started to do the statue lane, right. which I think more teams should implement because yeah. you talk about a visual to get kids to understand the history. Yeah, that's that's how you do. Well, it. look, and I think <laughs> this show and the reaction since last night has shown that there is a large percentage of people that identify as serious Hawks fans that have no idea how fucking great of a hockey player Chris Chelios was. Yeah. You could still make the argument that Chris Chelios is the greatest American-born player of all time, even though Patrick Kane, in our eyes, probably has probably surpassed him. The argument is still there. There's certainly an argument for Chris Chelios, who played until he was 106 years old at a high level. I talked about it last night. I did a Twitter Spaces. At the age 42, he was averaging like 25 minutes. Yeah. He finished second in the Norris voting. Yeah. At age 42. Yeah. I mean... That's why I like to say Patrick Kane is the greatest offensive yes. player ever born, play, American player ever. To me, Chris Chelios is that guy. He was that freaking good. Yes. And I think, you know, a lot of fans who, who became Hawks fans during, you know, the, the late two, you know, the, the cup run, be it age or just because they were so bad for so long. And, you know, however you, however you became a fan, you missed a lot of those games. You, yeah. Either you weren't even alive or you were too young to appreciate it. Um, but Chelios is a legend of this franchise, no matter what. And I know there was a lot of bad blood after the whole. And people still have the grudges. I held the grudge for a while. But but it's like he got traded there. And, yeah, he re-signed there. But why wouldn't you? 
you know, want to keep playing with Nicholas Lindstrom and, and all those guys and win Stanley Cups. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, with the 100th anniversary coming up in a mm-hmm. couple of years, I think the Hawks are going to look towards, you know, a, a Ring of Honor type thing or a Blackhawks Hall of Fame. Yeah. The Cubs have their own Hall of Fame. The, yeah. Um, and the, the Cubs do it really well. I don't know if people have seen this. If you're in the bleachers, since they've renovated, you can get to the bleachers from the concourse. Yeah. And there's a whole wall of major league or, or baseball Hall of Fame style plaques yeah. that is the Cubs Hall of Fame. The Hawks could very easily do that in Atrium or wherever. Or, you know, maybe maybe that's something they're going to include with the Fifth Third Arena. Um, you know, they're going to they're expanding Fifth Third Arena. Um, Allegedly. Yes, reportedly. You know, there seems to be a lot of bulldozers. There are a lot of, <laughs> lot of fenced off areas and yeah, large weird. machines beeping their way in They're and out of pretending. traffic there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a train. It's a it's a it's a construction <laughs> company training academy that they got set up there. Um so yeah, maybe they maybe they include something at Fifth Third, a little a little hockey a little Hawks Hall of Fame where you do the Ring of Honor or both. But I definitely think there should be something that that appreciates as you're getting you're going to get a whole new generation of young fans who are going to be in the Connor Bedard and this new crop of players. Yeah, say 98 can't retire that yet. Who it just blows my mind to think about. There're going to be kids who are going to get in the Connor Bedard who never saw those Stanley Cup teams that we idolize play. Yeah. Let alone Chris Chelios or Jeremy Rohn. So you need to have something for some nine-year-old kid coming to his first Blackhawk game can see. That's how you connect to like I when you think see, about yourself at nine. Yes, when you see old jerseys or yeah. old, or you see highlight like you, it's visual. It's visual. That's how you get those kids hooked from day one. Is you you put Chris Chelios's jersey up in the, up in a display, and you put Patrick Kane's mouth guard somewhere, and, and, <laughs> and, and you know you put. You know, a, a bowl of nachos out for Brent Seabrook. You know, you do all this Fruit stuff. And crap. Yeah, you, you 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 just make it visual, and you get these kids from the second they walk in. It should be an experience of like before you even get to your seat, you know what it's all about, and then you get there and you see it, and you're just you're you're hooked. Yeah, you're hooked. I mean, look, there's a reason that as an adult, I was starstruck to meet Stan Makita and Tony Esposito. I never saw those guys play. They were they were done before I was born, and I th- I think actually Makita played into the eighties, didn't he? Played like till nineteen eighty. Yeah, and I was technically I was I was alive when. Yeah, Makita but like played, but no yeah. recollection. Right, and I was starstruck just from the knowledge I had gained as a Hawks fan about those guys, and like we were saying earlier, uh, before the show, we were talking to Jim, our sales guy, like. We still get starstruck around '90s Hawks. Yes, that night is going to be. Yeah, just, I'm like I'm going to not be functioning because it's going to be like, oh my god, that's so and so, that's so and so. Well, when he Chelios walked in, I gave him the old like, like the Midwest like awkward, <laughs> like you know the frog, the side smile like, hey, hey, how you doing? And then there weren't a lot of reporters there today, so we had to ask a lot of the questions, um, right. which was cool. But like, I remember there were a handful of times like Jeremy Rona came into the score, and I just couldn't even. I couldn't even like muster the courage to go talk to him, like that. That was a superhero to me, and I think for a lot like kids now in their early twenties, mid twenties, that's where Taves and Kane and and Hosa and those guys are for them. And hopefully, the next generation will have Bedard and maybe Reichel and Korczynski and all those guys. I'm going to have to find it, and I'm gonna 
send it to our production team for next week. Uh, when you took when we took our high school yearbook, our senior pictures, you were you took the the, the pictures for the yearbook in the suit, and then you were allowed to do like a casual picture, so you could wear whatever you want. You took some fun little pictures. So for my high school senior casual pictures, I was wearing a Chris Chelios jersey. Are you laying on the ground like they're doing? I'm these? doing like the Burt Reynolds on a bearskin rug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, just nothing but the jersey. No, no, you wish. <laughs> Show feet. Um, but no, so like my high school senior pictures, I'm wearing a Chris Chelios jersey. Like, and then he was traded like three days later. <laughs> so yeah, well, so here's a conversation too. Like as we t- as we consider Larmer, as we consider Ronick, and we consider Belfour. To me, of that group, Chelios was the best. Without a doubt. Yeah. So if it's just him, I'm cool with that. Would I like to see Ronick and Belfour and Larmer retired? Yeah. And for me, I feel more connected to Ronick and Belfour than I do to Larmer. Uh, simply because both those two were homegrown. And I don't know. I just, well, as a Lar- kid. Larmer was, you know. He started earlier. Like, he started in yeah. the 80s. Like, his run was right. mid-80s with Savard and Secord, and it carried over into the Yeah, Larmer was homegrown, too. Yeah, yeah. I think my, my point being, though, just, like, they just appealed to me well, as they a kid. Had, they had the larger-than-life personas. Yeah, right. Like, Steve Larmer, one of my all-time favorite players, but let's face it, like, you know, he was not a, a reporter's best friend as far as, like, didn't have that outgoing personality where you know Larmer was all about business get on the ice score a goal yeah. get off the ice where Ronick you know had that swagger he had that that charisma and and so did Belfour and Chelios too you were just they were cool guys yeah you know they were guys you would just as as a you know 10 12 14 year old high school senior you were like that guy's awesome. So I say, he's Motley Crue on ice. He was a bad. They're they're badasses. Not twenty twenty three Motley Crue. Right, no, because they would, they wouldn't be on ice. <laughs> yeah, they'd be out of breath before they got off the bench. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, they were just cool guys, great hockey players, and guys you were like, man, I wish I could hang out with those dudes. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that still do, especially with Chelios. Yeah, it's like we joke all the time. Like he's been cloned. He is at every social event there is in Chicago. And he and the dude looks like he could still play. Yeah. I mean, here he was supposed to come on today. He was going to come on the show today, but he's like, I can't. I'm going to go to the Cubs game. He's sitting in the front row of the bleachers with Theo Epstein right <laughs> yeah, now. exactly. We got blown off for Theo Epstein. <laughs> Whatever. What has uh, he done lately? Yeah. Um, but hopefully we get to talk to Chelly next week, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be good fun. Um, all right, we got another uh, little break to give you here, and then there's a little bit of uh, some other Hawks news I want to get to on the other side of it. Um, but it is a sunny side uh, feel good Friday and we love those uh, any day is a good day when you're at Sunnyside and who made us feel good this week from Chicago sports hey I am giving it to Chris Chelios absolutely 100% he made us feel good this week so go to Sunnyside and make yourself feel good there's one right outside Wrigley maybe you'll see Chelly and Theo in there there's a stocking good ch- up after the game <laughs> there's a good chance <laughs> Sunnyside's your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping maybe Theo will have his little disguise on his <laughs> fake mustache and his uh, his hat a place for all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore discover and purchase a wide array of high quality products Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your 
football, hockey, baseball, whatever season. No matter where you are on your cannabis journey, easy online ordering and in-store pickup are available with a great transparent loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. It's Illinois' favorite dispensary. Go check them out. I talk all the time about my two favorite brands, the Mindy's and the Good News. How about Cresco? If you're looking for just flour, traditional marijuana that you can put in paper and light it and smoke it, Cresco is the company to use. It is excellent stuff. They've been in business for years. They've also got their own brands of vapes, concentrates, and pre-rolls. Pre-rolls are great. You don't have to do any of the work. I'm terrible at rolling joints. Just awful Pl- at it. Plenty of guys using the flower at the Pearl Jam concert section last night. I bet. It smells like te- Otto's jacket. You could tell it was an older crowd last night because there was a lot of flower <laughs> in the air. <laughs> and they're like still sneaking it. Like No, no not a lot of edibles <laughs> in section 332 last night. <laughs> High supply of Floracal Wonder Remedy, some other brands they have. And now through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop use that code chgo25 at checkout for 25 percent off your total order one use per customer not stackable with other promotions and that's not only for new customers anyone can use our code pick up everything you need to elevate your summer must be 21 plus or an illinois med card holder again that is sunnyside.shop code chgo25 hey and if you are a little nervous about heading to a dispensary like our friends at sunnyside and you want to go a little incognito you need a pair of sunglasses Check out our pals at Shady Rays. They have the gear to take on the sun or disguise yourself while going to Sunnyside. They have you covered for the warm weather that's still coming. It's a little cool today, but we're still going to be around the 80s for the next few days. They've got premium Polaroid shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. I say the best sunglasses I've ever worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics are perfect for all your outdoor adventures. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements, which means if you lose or break your pair, even on the very first day, they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they're going to have your back long after you make your purchase. You're going to look great in your Shady Rays, and you're going to feel great in the in your heart. Yeah. They're going to warm your heart because together with you, their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners throughout the United States with the Shady Rays Impact Program. What does that do? Well, they're doing everything from building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you're going to, but just in case you're you know, a little on the weird side and you don't like them, they'll allow you to exchange for a brand new pair. Maybe you just didn't like the color and you want to exchange for a different color. You could do well, that. Fix your face. It's not the glasses. <laughs> or you can return them for free <laughs> within 30 days, but you won't ever need to do that because you're going to love your Shady Rays the second you take them out of the box. Hey, and if you want to get more Shady Rays, they have the deal of the season exclusively just for our lovely, beautiful, intelligent chgo listeners go to shadyrays.com use the promo promo code chgo at checkout and you're going to get 50 percent off all your orders containing two or more pairs of their amazing shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people that's a lot of people uh all right so this this came out today uh mark lazarus for the athletic published it about two hours ago if you don't know 
the NHL's uh, assembled head coaches and GMs are meeting at the O'Hare Airport Hotel Ballroom uh, in Rosemont. And Joel Quenville, and I got to say his name because it's, it's a newsy. New Stan and Bowman. Not, and it's not involved in the Blackhawks. Yes. Okay. That's uh, the rule we had. They spoke to the league's assembled head coaches and GMs, sharing their experience and, quote, lessons learned, according to Commissioner Gary Bettman. Now, it's important to note that uh, Mark Lazarus was not in the room where this happened, um, but this is sort of being relayed as to how things went. As everybody knows, both Bowman and Quenville have been banned from the league since October of 2021 after the Brad Aldrich-Kyle Beach uh, scandal. Um, Gary Bettman says, quote, it gave them an opportunity to tell everybody about their experience and her lessons learned. Bettman would not get into specifics, but here's a note I noticed um, at the end of Mark's column here. He says, Bowman interviewed for the Calgary Flames general manager position this past summer, and Quinville uh, would surely be at the top of many teams' wish lists should he be reinstated. Pay attention to this. Both have been working behind the scenes to earn their reinstatement. Quenville has spoken extensively with hockey activist Brock McGillis about power dynamics and player relations. And Bowman has been quietly working with Sheldon Kennedy's respect group for more than a year. So what to me this leads to is an eventual reinstatement of both people. And I am someone who believes in redemption. I am someone who believes that people can change. I'm also someone who believes that being a coach or GM in the NHL is a massive privilege Mm -hmm. and something that should not be taken lightly. So I don't really know how I would feel um, if those two were reinstated. I think at this moment, I still think they should sit out a little bit and you know, credit to both of them, Quenville working with Brock McGillis and Bowman with the respect group. But you have to ask the question, are they doing this simply to get reinstated? Or is there some real remorse and is there some real learning going on? And I hate to be cynical, but, and I'm not a cynical guy. I think people that know me, I'm a glass half full, give people the benefit of the doubt thing. But I don't know. I just, I struggle with this. I don't really know. I, it's, it's, I love to go out and be bombastic one way or the other. I just, I just don't know. It's very complicated. I'm in the same boat. Um as you just said, are they doing this work work um, because they have to or because they want to? Right. And that makes a difference to me. You know, is it court-ordered anger therapy sessions or is it seeking out help because you want so it? So just for clarity, in this specific event, uh, Bettman said they were invited but not mandated to come and do this. Right. They came voluntarily to do this. Well, I mean for the, uh, like, they're talking to Brock McGillis. Sure, yes, yes, that's yes, what I meant. Yes, yes. Like, are they seeking that out because they want it, or are they doing it because it's going to help them get reinstated? Right. I don't know. I want to believe it's because they want to do it. I hope so. Um, and I agree with you. Everybody deserves to right their wrongs. Everybody deserves uh, a chance for redemption. You know, uh, as, as far as we know. You know, it, this isn't like these two guys are like repeat offenders where they just continuously show poor judgment in these yeah, things. As right. far as we know, this is the one and only incident where, you know, they, you know, it, we don't need to get into the details, of all the, the, the scandal that cost them their jobs in the first place. We All that's out there. We've talked about it a lot. I think even if they are making strides and honest about it and tr- and want to do better, I still think it's too soon. 
Yeah. Like that doesn't really like at some point, you, you, if you want to make real change, you have to make an example out of somebody. Right. Right or wrong. And is two years enough of an example? I don't think it is. I don't think so either. Mike Babcock. Right. Back already. Yeah. You know, for his behavior that two different teams said was no good, you know. And help me with the uh, um, the old Rockford coach. Bill Peters. Bill Peters is He's, back in hockey. Yeah, they're going to put him in junior league. Yeah. That's, no. Like, those guys have got long track records of, of being pudwax. These two have this one incident. Granted, major, major incident. incident. Yes. Which, you know, it's a huge mistake how they handled that. I believe they have regret and remorse about that. I hope so. Um, you know, it, it it's it's a weird position because yes, you want to set you want to set a precedent a for the punishment, but you also want to set the precedent in the positive light, saying this is how you can get back in our good graces yeah. by doing what these two guys are doing. So if if the 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 need to, to wrong a right is is honest and sincere. I'm okay with these guys coming back in some role. Well, just not now. It's a, let well, it, let it go another year or two. Yeah. Let it, let it. Okay. They obviously want the need to come back and be part of the hockey game. So that's the punishment. We know you want to be here. We're just not going to let you come back. And we're going to let you suffer this a little bit. Cause you do have to have some sort of punishment as opposed to just sitting out for less than two years yeah. saying, I'm sorry. Well, I talked to this guy and he says it's cool. To me, that's not a fitting punishment. You still, even rehabilitated criminals still have to, to they're rehabilitated halfway through their prison sentences, but yeah. they still have to finish out their sentences. Maybe we should find a time to talk to Brock McGillis, and I'm sure he wouldn't get into a lot of detail about what him and Joel have talked about, but I don't think Brock McGillis would, wake, would waste his time if he felt that the person on the other end of these conversations was insincere. And I think that they're both going to get reinstated. It's inevitable. And hopefully, if and when they do, they use that to continue to spread the message that, they're, that they gave today. Right? right, and it's and again, that's how you show that you've actually learned something, that you actually have remorse. It's by going out, and once you are back in that spotlight, be it next year, two years from now, five years from now, whatever, you use that platform that you've been rehanded to use it for good and use it for right. positive and use it for change. Don't just show up to the guys that hold your fate and say the right things. Do it publicly. Do it actions. You know, go out in the community and be an advocate. Yes. Once you're back in that position. And again. Don't just stop because, okay, Stan Bowman's now the next GM or whatever team, and now he no longer cares about that at all. He got what he wanted. That's what I'm afraid of. Exactly. And, I, and again, just to be clear, I do truly feel like people can change. Like, hell, I've, I've changed a ton since 2010. I have too. I, like, I just in many, many ways. And... I'm not saying they can't change and they shouldn't have another chance, but I just, to me right now, it feels a little too soon. But when the opportunity comes and we know it's coming, um, I hope that both people, especially Q, use their power and their platform for good and for positive. And it's not just lip service. 
And, you know, because you know the first time he speaks in front of a team, he's going to be asked about it and he'll say all the right things. But what are the actual things you are doing on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis to improve not just yourself, but the people playing for you, the community around you, all those things. That's where you show it. Actions have more weight than words. Absolutely. Anybody can, Absolutely. Anybody can speak words. It's the actions that have the effect and have the meaning. Yep. And I hope when inevitably they get it back, they use it for they use it their, their powers for good, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, because they're going to be back. Yeah. We knew that from day one. Absolutely. So hopefully it's done in a way that can, you know, satisfy most people. It's not going to satisfy everybody. No, and, and people and, are going to be pissed, and, 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 I'll be pissed so. and I'll be pissed if it's just lip service and all that stuff. But yeah, let it play out. And I do agree with uh, uh, Quentin in the in the chat that the NHL should have set a definitive punishment as opposed to this kind of wishy washy, uh, you know, way of well. We'll discuss we'll it. Yeah, we'll discuss it. Like, yeah, it should be a you're banned for five years, and then we'll reevaluate. Right. Uh, we got a couple super chats to pay off before we wrap things up. I know that Young Dangle God uh, gave us his his dollar that he gives every show. Kaner Jersey retirement will be incredible. Four time Stanley Cup champ with the Hawks after he wins one more when he resigns. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. And Will Buscemi, Steve's brother, says one thing I don't like uh, is if you go to the number retirement, you have to deal with Pudwack Red Wings fans who won't shut up about the trade. You know, I think maybe, but you point to that banner and say he wanted to be a Blackhawk. Yeah, but you know what? The days of Red Wing fans taking over Hawks games are kind of over. Like, there's not as many that used to come. So, hey, we've got a handful of tickets that make sure Red Wing fans aren't going to be there. That's right. So, on sale Monday. Sit in the CHGO takeover section. You won't have any Red Wing fans around you. And, uh, boy, the Detroit sucks chance are going to be so loud that night. It's going to be great. (laughs) Uh, So, remember, on sale Monday – are two takeovers. The first one is November 4th against Florida. The next, February 25th, Chelios Jersey Retirement Night against the Red Wings. That's on sale then. In the meantime, tomorrow, no, Sunday, is our first Bears tailgate of the season ahead of Bears-Packers. Tickets still available, Braggs, yes? Oh, yeah. Plenty of room for as many Bears fans. It's going to be a madhouse on the corner of Wabash and Cermak. So it's going to be awesome. Ticket. Uh, go to allchgo.com, navigate over to that events page for all the information. As always, diehards will save. Here's what you get with your tailgate tickets. Multiple beer options from our friends at Goose Island. More on them in a moment. And all-you-can-eat food from Fire Water Barbecue. Uh, there's a shuttle to the games. You also don't need a ticket to the Bears game to attend our tailgate. Yes, you need a ticket to the tailgate, but not to the game itself. So come join us Sunday It's going to be awesome. Our first of many, many tailgates. And, of course, that is presented by our friends at Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. Their beer roster is kicking right now, as the kids say. Did they say that? I think I just pulled that out of my ass. Uh, Oktoberfest is back. Put it back. Because Oktoberfest is in September. Uh, The Beer Hug family is great. My go-to, the 312 Wheat Ale, and, of course, the Full Pocket Pills. That's the everyday beer, and that's what the Goose Island Brewers are drinking and we've got uh, the tailgate coming up Sunday, so grab an ultra-fresh, brewery-exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. All right, we are back Monday. 
reminder, with camp opening next week, we're going to start our shows at 2.30. That includes Monday. Camp doesn't start till Wednesday, but that includes Monday. We're hoping for a special guest on Monday. We're almost certainly going to have a pair of special guests on Tuesday. So a ton of great content. Folks, I think we can officially say we have made it through the hockey offseason. Yes. The season is here. The Hawks are already on the ice. They're officially on the ice on Wednesday. Let's effing go. We made it through. Hockey's here. Connor Bedard's in town. Let's do it. Remember, Monday those tickets are on sale. So hold off. Tell a friend. Get a group together and join us for the Florida and Detroit games. Cannot wait to see you all there. And that link will go live on Monday. We'll talk to you then, 2.30 p.m. Monday on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.